And welcome to the Citrus Gridiron, your home for Central Florida high school football. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Citrus Gridiron. We are sitting here recording, preparing for a hurricane that uh, might wipe out some of these games. So fingers crossed that, uh, you know, everyone's safe and healthy and in and, and good hands. Yeah, I mean, this season, it's, it's, I just feel bad for these kids. They've been constantly oh. worrying about rain every week. And now every we get, week. Now we get a hurricane. Yeah. Last week. Cherry on top. Yeah, last week, we most of the sites were pretty dry, so they got pretty lucky. But right. they got this bad one coming, so... We'll see. I mean, it's Florida. We never know what we're going to get, and uh, hopefully we get some football on this Friday night. Yep, hopefully hopefully it misses us. Um, So, yeah, we had another pretty good week of football. Um, Not as close as uh, the previous weeks, but there is still some good ones. Uh, We were actually in attendance for Edgewater uh, beating Apopka. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, pretty solid football game. Uh, we actually caught two of our game of the weeks last week. So yeah, uh, we we left at halftime of Edgewater of a, uh, Edgewater and Apopka. Yep, it was uh, fourteen to seven at halftime. Edgewater just scored right before the half, and uh, we decided to head over to Lake Brantley and catch the tail end of uh, Lake Brantley versus Wakaiva. So yeah, definitely uh, two pretty fo- pretty good football games. Definitely uh, wanted to see exactly uh, how how good Cedric Baxter was. Definitely impressed us, and uh, we're, right. we're interested to see how far Edgewater can make it this year. Yeah, you know what I liked about the Edgewater Pocket game? Well, it wasn't a super flashy game, but it was it was really a, a game of the trenches. I yeah. think the offensive line versus the defensive line was just huge. Uh, we actually had an awesome moment where I looked over at Brian, and I said, just watch Caven call on this play, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm not kidding. That yeah. very same play is his pick six. Absolutely. Where he goes, he gets right into the quarterback's grill, tips the ball, right falls right into his hands and he's gone yeah i mean it's unbelievable it was one of the best defensive plays i've seen from a high schooler um I was yeah this very year impressed. This, that was a great play yeah and, and can we talk about the student section of uh edgewater yeah the, uh, construction Constru- construction themed i wasn't i didn't quite understand that but you know what good for them they look good they yeah. showed up so they and, showed and up the they were loud yeah, yeah. mascots look good in their uh construction i think we should have a student section uh student section of the week award yeah we should start doing that yeah All brantley right. had a good one too so we went over so edgewater did beat a popka 28 to 19 i was the only one that got that wrong i thought the blue darters were going to pull that away with their elite defense they did not edgewater beats them next game we had lake brantley beating wakaiva we saw the tail end of that like brian was talking about uh another another Great game. I mean, just yeah. I mean, the competition on both sides is pretty even, evenly matched football game. Yeah, Wakaiva had some good athletes. Um, yeah, they the, impressed me. Yeah, I they, really liked them. Yeah, there were some big plays. Uh, uh, in the third or fourth quarter, I can't remember exactly. Uh, Wakaiva got to like a fourth and five in the in, mm-hmm. inside the ten yard line. Yeah, and they just couldn't punch it in. And Brantley really uh, bent their backs and and held on uh, the defensive stand. And ideally, that was the difference maker because they only won seventeen to twelve. So great stand by. Brantley on the defensive end, and uh, the Harris twins really didn't impress me. Oh, sideline to sideline all over the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every single uh, defensive play I think I saw, I mean, at least they one, were of involved. Them, one of them was somewhere in the pile or, yeah. a mate or an assist or something. So uh, kudos yeah. to them on a, a great uh, performance. Yeah, they deserve everything that's coming their way. Uh, next game, this one really surprised all three of us. Um, Osceola just dominated Rockledge 31 to 7. Yeah, most of our games of the week last week were pretty pretty close games. Yeah, um 
uh, Osceola, I mean, we all did pick Osceola, yeah. so at least we were all right about that. But we definitely thought it was going to be a little bit closer of a game. Uh, yeah. We highlighted some uh, Rockledge offensive linemen and uh, some Osceola defensive linemen at the beginning of the season and uh, definitely showed that Osceola did win that matchup. Yeah, I think the difference in this one, the uh, skill guys at Osceola really showed up. And, you know, Osceola had such a tough schedule, like we mentioned in our last podcast. They were in about every single one of our game of the weeks. Yeah. You know, they always had a, a tough competition. You know, their record was, I think, they were one and three going into this, weren't they? One in, They were either one and three or one and two. I can't, I can't, yeah, I can't remember. remember when their bye was. Actually, I think it was one and two. One and two, yeah. yeah I think so. so. So it's like, we were like, what? you know, what's going on? We're like, you know, strength of schedule is really tough. So, and I think they kind of let it all out at Rockledge, you know, and they yeah. showed who they are. Yeah. It was a statement game for them. Yeah. I think, I think Osceola is going to finish the year really strong. And yeah. uh, I think Tim is definitely excited to seeing them play uh, the rest of the year. And hopefully a state championship prediction is pretty correct. Yeah, I concur. And then the next game we had Oviedo beating Timber Creek. Uh, another little game, not as close, but it's always competitive. Uh, DJ Scott, man, that guy was all over the field again, like always. He, he right now, if I had to give an award for the, the Central Florida Player of the Year, you know, kind of in this midseason range, I'm giving it to DJ. Yeah, this man is a power five running back. Yeah. He deserves, I mean, like we, we talk said, about him every week. Yeah, I mean, he's underrated. I think this guy deserves many more offers than he's received so far. And yep. I think he's just going to finish the year strong. I mean, Oviedo's four and one. They're obviously having a phenomenal season so far. So uh, very excited to see what the Lions have in stake for the rest of the season. Yep, I agree. And then uh, Brian and then myself, and Tim was the only one that picked Timber Creek on that one. Uh, next game and last game, a very, very good one, like we predicted. I think you said it was going to be a one-possession game, and it was. 17-14, to 14, Jones Tigers beats the Warriors of West Orange. We all had Jones beating them. But my golly, don't sleep on West Orange. I mean, they're out here competing every week. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think I read that West Orange actually was starting either a freshman or sophomore at quarterback because they're starting quarterbacks out for uh, a couple weeks, mm -hmm. uh, I believe due to an injury. So uh, good for that freshman quarterback stepping in at yeah, West I mean, Orange. I that's top-tier competition. Yeah, I mean, he's playing against a solid defense at Jones, and it's a one-possession yeah. game. I mean, that shows you that West Orange has a bright future. Ahead Very bright future, I agree. Mm -hmm. So, uh, final standings. Now we have Brian had a, a clean sweep this week. Got every single game right. Um, kind of drives me nuts because he's the cocky one out of yeah. the group. But uh, he is in the lead with 19 points. And then Tim is in second with 16 points. And then I am um, in last place with 15 points. Yeah. But uh, we can go ahead and move on. You know what? Hold on, hold on one <laughs> second. Hold on. I'm really looking forward to receiving those chicken wings from you guys. All right. All right, well. That's the second week that you've let me pick five out of five. All Correct. right. All right, yeah. I mean, you're getting it, but uh, we'll see. It's, it's, it's going to get closer and closer as the season goes on. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> All righty. So uh, what is our first award that we're handing out today? So first award of the week, we're going to go with sack of the week. Yeah. Holy moly, what a good sack. Yeah. I want to rename it to the Swimming Sack of the Week. Holy yeah. moly, what a good sack by Noel Keller out of Oviedo. Yeah, linebacker out of Oviedo. I mean, right off the bat, I watched this tape, and, you know, I stood up. It, it was awesome. Super explosive kid. He had a good reaction, and like you said, it could have been the, the swim move of the week. He had such a nasty swim move. I think it was the running back that came out and just – it wasn't even a whiff. I mean, it was, but not necessarily because Noel Keller just made an, an outstanding move. 
a great swim move. I know that running back is going to get yelled at in film. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. you got to at least put some sort of uh, block on him. But all he did was he, he just had a phenomenal swim move over the pass blocker, and quarterback really had no chance. He was yeah. coming in way too hot. It's kind of like the a, same thing. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It was like a Von Miller sack. Yeah, it was good use of hands. Good use of Explosive. hands. Explosive. Very quick off the ball. Um, kudos to Noel Keller on that yeah. on that great play. Yeah, I put the same thing. Aggressive tackle on the quarterback. He had absolutely no chance. High motor kid, good athlete. I really like Mr. Keller. Excited to see what he's got. Man, Oviedo looks good. Yeah. Good athletes across the board. So uh, shout out to the Oviedo Lions and Noel Keller. Our next award is the Hit Stick of the Week. And, man, you showed me this one, and I was super excited about this one as well. I mean, he just absolutely put on a lick on this guy. Who do we have for Hit Stick of the Week? We got Amoy Watkins out of University Cougars of Orlando. Yep, and they played uh, Mount Vista out of Colorado, yeah, I believe. Yeah, Mountain Vista out of Colorado. Uh, this kid, I mean, I saw it on football Friday night. I was amazed. I stayed up late to watch that. Yeah. Uh, and this kid really cleaned uh, the, the running back's clock on that play. Yeah, uh, it was it was like an outside zone handoff play, mm-hmm. and uh, kid got about like probably like seven yards or so. He was down the field, but then here comes a Moy Watkins yeah. laying the wood. Yeah, I mean he ran into a, a moving car. Oh, it was it was unbelievable. He destroyed him, depleted him. He just came in, clean legal hit, lowered his shoulder, and bang! What a right. pop! Yeah. Yeah, that one, you know, we might have heard that one for over at Edgewater. Yeah, uh, he he ran through his grill, man. I love this kid's attitude. And uh, really excited for him. He gets hit stick of the week. All right, our next one, one of my personal favorite awards. Always got to give love to the big fellas in the trenches. We got the IHOP Pancake of the Week. Who gets the IHOP Pancake of the Week? It's your lucky day, Stefan. Stefan Mango, right tackle out of Seminole High School. Oh, yeah. And, and, and this is not just an award, you know, just for a good block. This is a block, a pancake block, big block on Venice five-star defense end Damon Wilson. Yeah, I mean, this kid's got offers from all over the country. Bama, Anywhere Georgia. you can think of. Yeah, yeah. Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, anywhere uh, anywhere that has a school, basically. Yep. This kid's getting looked at by. And uh, let's not forget that uh, Damon Wilson's a 6'5", 240-pound uh, defensive end from Venice. Yeah, freak Ven- athlete. Yeah, Venice is the defending state champion last year of 8A in Florida. Uh-huh. Uh, so, obviously, this kid's definitely a stud. And and uh, Stefan really put this kid in the dirt. So He did. What a great block. Uh, kudos to uh, Stefan Mango. Yeah, I, lo- I loved everything about his, you know, he had two good blocks on him. You know, I- I'm actually not familiar with the entire game, but that's why he's getting just for this specific play. He's, he's a big body kid. He, he was fighting his hands well. He finished the block. He's aggressive. Everything you love in an offensive lineman. So, Mr. Mango, absolutely great play on Damon Wilson. And, uh, you know, we're not, we're not talking bad on Damon Wilson no, at all. No, I mean, the kid's proven himself that yeah. he's one of the best players in the country. He's a five-star prospect. Right. We're just very excited for Stefan and, and making a big play. You know, that makes a name for yourself. Pete, that does not go unrecognized. Uh, as you can see, we're here talking about him on the Citrus Gridiron. So IHOP Pancake of the Week goes to Stefan Mango. All righty. I'm going to get really excited for this one. Go, I might go have ahead. to steal the mic for this one. Go this ahead. was um, – Probably one of the most excited I've been all year, and we've watched a lot of tape. Yeah. So we're getting underrated player of the week to Legarius Marshall, yeah. running back out of Boone. He's a junior, so this kid's got a lot of football left to be played. Yeah. 
All right. So this kid was playing against Dr. Phillips, right? He's <laughs> automatically when you turn on the film, he's got a good frame. Mm-hmm. He's a good athlete. He played an absolutely phenomenal game throughout his whole tape, right? Mm-hmm. He's a shifty kid. But the best thing about Marshall, he's great after contact. Every single tape, boom, he's getting hit. But guess what? He's still moving his feet, and he's, he's driving down the field. All of his tape were yards after contact. It takes a whole swarm of Panthers to take him down. Yeah, I mean, he's, he wasn't the biggest running back for sure. No, no. But the kid hits the hole hard. Yeah. The, main, the main thing that really popped out to me was – his vision. Yeah. He's finding the hole. He's getting down the field. He's very shifty. Mm-hmm. Uh, great jump cuts as well. Uh, I definitely really enjoyed watching his film, and I'm excited to see what Legarius has for, uh, in, in stake for the rest of the season. Yeah, I agree. Downhill runner. I love the guys that are a mix of, you know, the shifty speed backs, but also can run downhill and keep moving their feet. Really, really excited for him. Um, definitely someone we're going to follow throughout the year and, and and into next year. I think this is a guy yeah. that can earn him spot in the Super 60. Yeah, I mean, he's only a junior, so I'm excited. I'm really excited to see uh, the rest of his high school career. For yeah, sure. and can we, can we really, really quick, I just have to say this. You keep you keep telling me I have to say it because I say it every week, but Boone has the best uniforms in the state. I'm not going to argue that one. I love it. The color combo is great. The helmets are clean. Everything yeah. about Boone, so shout out to the equipment manager, whoever over there at Boone was, you know, really putting it together because, man, Boone, you guys look great. Yeah, and the field's beautiful as well, that yeah. beautiful turf that they recently got. I think uh, Yeah, it's lucky to be a Boone Brave. Yeah, I, did, I didn't today. graduate from Boone, but it is one of my personal favorite schools. Just I, I, I think they really have it together. Yeah. Fun, and it's a good program. Yeah, fun fact, uh, Boone is actually uh, one of the oldest. It, it is the oldest school in uh, Orlando. I did uh, not know that. Boone and Jones are the two oldest wow. schools in Orlando. Oh, there you go. We get fun facts over here at the Citrus Gridiron. Fun fact for everybody. <laughs> All righty. So another guy super excited about. We got Outstanding Player of the Week. Brian, I'm going to give you the honor of presenting this award. Yeah, Justin Stith, uh, we got him playing both sides of the ball at Dr. Phillips. Yeah, you can say that again. Both sides dominant. Both sides dominant. He is all over the field. Yeah. First play, you got a 50-yard fly route, making an over-the-shoulder catch on the defender from Boone. Yeah. And he is just making play after play after play. Uh, One of his highlights on his film against Boone is a – Great pick six. He jumped the... Uh, he read the play perfectly. Oh, it was beautiful. I mean, quarterback, I mean, looked like a pretty decent, uh, decently open receiver, and right. he just comes out of nowhere yep. and just crashes. Yeah, he put, he, put his feet, he put his feet in the ground, and he changed direction real quick, and he broke on the ball, and what great, can you do? Great break. Uh, he yeah. had a pass breakup as well. This kid's aggressive, and, and I think this kid's going to make it far in, in, in football. Yeah, I agree. I, I put in my notes that number 10 was all over the field. Yeah, He was good at receiver. He was good at corner. You know, the college scouts love that, guys, that can play both ways, versatile guys. You know, from a pick six to pass breakups, like you said. And, and one of my favorite highlights, actually, on this tape was his toe tap on the sideline. Yeah, that yeah, reception. yeah. I oh, noticed man. that, too. That was a great a great play. Obviously, he, it looked like he got two feet in, too. Yeah. So, that was great. I put in all caps, he's a natural football player. Yeah, and you know what else I noticed about him? Uh, it kind of reminded me of when you played football. Yeah. Uh, the rundown man. Oh, he, yeah. He made a couple touchdown-saving uh, tackles down the field. I mean, they were long, long yeah. carries. And the, He's a great he, athlete. Here he comes out of nowhere just saving tackles from the safety spot. I didn't do too big of a background check on Justin yet, but I got a good feeling that he's a track guy. He, he, he's really fast. He moves well. I think one of his touchdown celebrations was the uh, track finish. 
I know that's a little trendy right now, but Justin, he's got some speed. So, you know, we might have to look into him. I bet you he's a track guy. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. All righty. So we actually have a... Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a special award of the week. What do we got? Rattlesnake of the week. So Rattlesnake of the week. This is a new segment that hopefully we don't have to do every week. We got Dusty the Diamondback who made an appearance at Winter Springs taking on St. Cloud. Um, so Dusty actually kind of beat the edge out against Paul the Pygmy, who was this rattlesnake that bit Tim's dog last week. Man, who knew that we were going to talk about rattlesnakes two weeks in a row? I know. I, honestly, before this all happened, and uh, just just a side note, everyone, Tim's dog is doing great. We would not be talking about it like this if he was, and I think it just skimmed him. I don't even yeah. know if he got venom in the dog. The dog didn't. The dog was playing. You know, he's perfectly fine. We yeah. would never ever say any jokes if the dog was harmed in any way. Yeah, I mean, the dog's doing perfectly fine. They're, yeah, they're going crazy. They're two little puppies, and he, yeah. he Tim. That's why Tim's not here tonight. He's just. Playing with, like playing with those pups. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got a lot on his on his plate. But yeah, he beat out Paul the Pygmy. Uh so Dusty the Diamondback, congratulations. And I also want to give a quick shout out to the man or woman that removed Dusty from the premises. Yeah, I mean that's that's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can promise you that I would not have gone near that rattlesnake in, no. the, in the middle of the football field. No, so. you you've got you're very bold if you can remove a, a rattlesnake. I don't know. I wish there was footage of that maybe we need to get a yeah. huddle for this man or woman <laughs> that removed this rattlesnake yeah because um i don't know a lot of people that would do that you know what i would love to see some film on tim killing the rattlesnake that went after yeah. uh went after his puppy yeah i may be mistaken but they do say if if a if a rattlesnake is you know after someone there's really not much you can do but kill it and then i think if you kill it you have to bury it or something or if another animal would eat it and and get venom. Venom in it, yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I wouldn't recommend just going and killing snakes for no reason. No. You know, um, there's obviously a reason for them. But, um, yeah, I guess if they're if someone's in danger. Yeah. 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 I, honestly, I never thought the Citrus Gridiron would talk about rattlesnakes this much. But uh, we just had to bring up Dusty the Diamondback, who was over at St. Cloud. So, I, I bet those St. Cloud students are a little worried. Like, oh, I didn't know we had rattlesnakes on yeah, campus. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see if, like, something happens in the future. If, like, maybe, right. like, a lawsuit comes out with yeah, a rattlesnake. Yeah, like a rattlesnake warning. When you hear that, you're gone. Oh, I'm gone. Yeah. So, um, congrats to Dusty the Diamondback at the end of the day. Yeah. Let's hope he doesn't make another appearance. Yeah. But if, if he does, he will definitely be mentioned on the podcast. What a terrible segment, but... <laughs> we, had to, we just had to we had to uh, mention it so uh, we do have our games of the week we're going to wrap this podcast up after that uh first game a really really big test for both of these teams uh this is one that can really go either way we have Seminole at apopka tim again couldn't be with us like brian just mentioned tim did pick Seminole for this one and um i'm gonna ride with him i think uh i think the Knolls are gonna get this one done yeah, I'm going to go with Seminole as well. Uh, Seminole, they're coming off a hard loss to Venice. Yeah. Traveled to Venice, and um, obviously, like we said, Venice is one of the best teams in Florida and in the country. Right. And uh, they're lo- they lost 24-17 to 17 on the road. So That's impressive. That's pretty impressive. Obviously. I mean, it's weird to say a loss is impressive, but uh, considering, you know, and Venice is 2-2, two and two, but I believe they lost to... Uh, an elite program over in Baltimore slipped my brain, and then uh, they also lost to Miami Northwestern. Yeah. So Venice, you know, 
they're not playing cupcakes. No. They're they're playing the best of the best. And Seminole is the best of the best. I mean, they're they are a top program in the state. Uh, I think Apopka's offense is not efficient enough to beat Seminole. No, I w- I mean, I, I, me and you both were not very impressed with their offense at all. No, um, I good offensive line. I think they just weren't connecting. Um, and, and and shout out to Edgewater's defense as well. They were they were good. Yeah, they were pretty good. I think um, I think Seminole has the defense that is going to shut down Apopka. Yeah, I could see it. And overall, I just don't think Apopka will be able to match up with Seminole. So I'm gonna go with Seminole. I as well. agree. So Seminole crossed the board on that. Hey, Blue Dart has proved us wrong. We will. Um, Happily talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Next game, a really, really good one. Mandarin is a team that we see uh, come down here often for playoffs. Uh, we play Central Florida teams often. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually match up pretty well against guys over here. Uh, Mandarin is traveling over to the Rams of Lake Mary. Tim did pick Mandarin. Who do you got? Man, this one was pretty tough. I'm going to go Lake Mary on this one. Okay. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lake Mary is coming off a bye week, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just confirm that. I think that's right. I think they played Brantley yeah. in a bye. Last game was on uh, Saturday, uh, the makeup game against Brantley. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming off that loss, I think they're going to come in hot against the 3-2 and two Mandarin You have all that team. time to study film. Yeah, you got two weeks to basically prepare for Mandarin. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Lake Mary on this one. Okay. Oh, man, this was one of the toughest ones. I think this is the toughest one this week. Um, I'm going to have to go Mandarin. Okay. I'm right there with Tim. You know I like Lake Mary this year a lot, but um, I don't know. There's just something about Mandarin that they always seem to come down here and make things happen. So I don't like to pick against Mandarin, so I got Mandarin as well. Next game, really, really good one. This one they've played – they've played – I think Winter Park has beaten Haggerty the last few times they played, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but this is not the same Haggerty Huskies football team. Yeah. So Haggerty travels over to Winter Park, and, um, man, this game, I actually, this might be the hardest game. I'm going to go with Haggerty this game. You are? I am. Okay. Um, I really like Winter Park. I, I think they have athletes all across the board. I think Haggerty's really hot right now. I think Anthony Benzie is one of the best quarterbacks in the area. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they can do it. They're scrappy. They're scrappy on the defense. You know, they got they got playmakers all over the field. Um, they got a, a junior, um, Chance Bennett, who I was watching his tape the other day, all over the field at slot, quick guy. I'm really liking the Huskies this year, and I think they pull off the upset at Winter Park. Okay. I'm actually going to go with Winter Park. Okay. Um, Haggerty may be 4-0, but their strength of schedule has not been the best so far this season. That's true. I think this is going to be their first real test, and I think Winter Park is going to beat them by two to three scores. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, and Winter Park, I can see why. Winter Park is 5-0, and and they have just been beating the brains out of everybody. Yeah, uh, they have. Beat Evans 37-10, to beat University Orlando 35-0. to uh, decent Boone team, thirty-eight to three. Traveled up to Georgia, thirty-one to nineteen, uh, and then Lake Anona, forty-two to zero. Man, those are just some blowouts. Yeah, they, yeah, they're yeah. good. We 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 know the Winter Park guys. We know they're all over the field. Um, yeah, I got I got Haggerty. You got Winter Park, and then Tim also picked Winter Park in this one. So uh, you know, but two undefeated teams. I mean, yeah. that might be the game of the week. Could be in general because that that's a really really good one. So. 
telling you, don't sleep on the Huskies, though. They, they will surprise you. I'm not. Yep. I'm not sleeping on them. I just think Winter Park's just going to be too much. for. I think it's going to be close in the first half. I really do. Yeah, I can and see I think, it. And then I think Winter Park's just going to break away a little bit. I can see it. All righty. I'm excited to see Torian Roberts um, playing coverage against those good receivers yeah, at Haggerty yeah, and, there's that, some, and good quarterback. Yeah, there's some solid solid receivers over yeah. on Haggerty. So this should, this should be a pretty good, pretty good uh, uh, matchup for him. Yeah. I agree. That's a good one. Might have to go check that one out in person. And then our next game, if it doesn't get canceled. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm All worried about All these games that. are tentative due yeah. to the hurricane. <laughs> yes, definitely. Sorry, off track. Um, we got Spruce Creek at DeLand. Tim picked DeLand on that one. Um, and I'm going to have to follow in Tim's tracks. I'm going to go DeLand as well. I'm going to go DeLand as well. Um, I think uh, Rick Darlington's going to be a huge factor in uh, the land success here in the next couple of years. Oh, I think they will be a powerhouse in three years. Yeah. I mean, the land, the land's just one of those teams that just needed some discipline. Yeah. They had the athletes just not very disciplined. Yeah. And, you did see penalties on the field yeah. and, and, and I know they had players getting suspended. I was, I was pretty good friends with one of their coaches uh, a few years back. And he said, a lot of them, a lot of the kids at the land, you know, are some of the best athletes he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. But there was definitely a lack of discipline, and, and, and that's not a lack on these kids. These are great kids, you know, but there, you have to have a coach that knows how to keep you disciplined on the football field. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a pretty solid football game. Uh, Spruce Creek 1-3, and three, DeLand 2-2, two and two. Uh, so pretty evenly matched football game. Yeah. I think DeLand's going to pull it off. Uh, I do too. I'm excited home. for DeLand. I think, that, I think the time is coming for DeLand – Really happy for them and, and all those athletes that work their tail off. And, and, and Darlington's going to make it happen. Yeah. All righty. Uh, Tim picked DeLand as well. I don't know if I covered that. So we all, we all got DeLand across the board on that one. Our last game. Oh, man, this is perfect. This is the last game. This will be a great closer for Brian over here. Mm-hmm. Who do we got for our last game? We got our favorite. Uh, we got Merritt Island at O'Galley. Yes, O'Galley, who has, uh, we were actually just talking about this the other day, has been very impressive. Yeah, I mean. Their schedule, you know, it's not the toughest schedule in the area, but, you know, they've beat some good teams, and, and they've really uh, beat the brakes off some teams. Yeah, they're 5-0 and right now. Yeah. Which is. Look out. Obviously, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, Jude Tenor over there, we loved him. I mean, he was one of love, our favorite prospects. Yeah, we love Jude Tenor. He's wrecking havoc over there this yeah. season. And, um, I mean, they beat Harmony. Harmony was undefeated prior to last week. I know you like their running back a lot over yeah, there. Harmony, Harmony. Harmony, I got I got the pleasure of seeing them one week, and uh, their running back's pretty solid. Yeah. Oh, they run the, it uh, looks like the wing tee uh, offense over at Harmony, and okay. he's getting the ball a lot, and he's going down the field constantly. Yeah. It looked like he was getting about five to seven yards of carry. That so. old galley defense is shut down. There's Jude Tenor. Yeah. So, um, Merritt Island at O'Galley. Um, Tim picked O'Galley. Who are you going to pick? Is that even a question? I know, I know that was a bad question. Come on, you got O'Galley. O'Galley. Alrighty. Well, I am gonna flip the script. I'm sorry to O'Galley. I'm a huge fan, but I'm going Merritt Island in this one. Come on, you were just hyping them up all week, and you want to go with Merritt Island? Now? I'm playing catch up in points. It doesn't. I'm gonna matter. be honest. I'm it playing catch up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Alrighty, those are our games of the week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Oh, also. Please send us your tape. I know we got lots of tapes in. You know, tag us in your tape. DM us your tape. Do whatever you need. We got parents, friends, coaches, the players themselves sending tape. So please, you know, continue to do that. Uh, you got anything to add? Yeah, I do. I mean, uh, like we said throughout the episode, um, 
really hoping you guys get to play this week. Um, but if there's no football this week, it seems like the only one that's playing is Dusty the Diamondback. <laughs> Dusty the Diamondback. You heard it here first. Please have a wonderful, safe week, and uh, we look forward to talking to you later.